Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 1. And Moses called unto all Israel and said unto them. So this is after he has told them, pronounced what the blessings and what the curses will be. Ye have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt unto Pharaoh and unto all his servants and unto all his land. Egypt was annihilated with the ten plagues. Two, the great trials which thine eyes saw, the signs and those great wonders. Three, but the Lord hath not given you a heart to know, and eyes to see, and ears to hear unto this day. Four, and I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxen old upon you, and thy shoe is not waxen old upon thy foot. He's saying, the Lord made you dependent on me as far as giving you the word. But he preserved you all these years. Your clothes never wore out, and your sandals never wore out. 5. Ye have not eaten bread, neither have ye drunk wine nor strong drink, that ye might know that I am the Lord your God. Remember, they only ate the manna, which was the bread from heaven, but they never ate wheat or barley bread or the breads that are of this earth. They only ate the bread of life from Jesus. And they didn't have wine. They may have had some wine when they left, but obviously it would have ran out quickly because they couldn't grow vineyards because they were always wandering. 6. And when ye came unto this place, Sihon the king of Heshbon and Og the king of Bashan came out against us unto battle, and we smote them. 7. And we took their land and gave it for an inheritance unto the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of the Manassites. He's talking about when those three tribes got the land of Sihon and Bashan, and they settled there, but their warriors are still with the Israelites ready to fight when they enter Canaan. 8. Observe therefore the words of this covenant, and do them, that ye may make all that ye do to prosper. 9. Ye are standing this day, all of you, before the Lord your God, your heads, your tribes, your elders, and your officers, even all the men of Israel. 10. Your little ones, your wives, and thy stranger that is in the midst of thy camp, from the hewer of thy wood unto the drawer of thy water. Everybody who works in the camp, even if they're foreigners, have all been standing, listening to the law of all these chapters that we've read. 11. That thou shouldst enter into the covenant of the Lord thy God, and into his oath, which the Lord thy God maketh with thee this day. 12. That he may establish thee this day unto himself for a people, and that he may be unto thee a God, as he spoke unto thee, and as he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. 13. Neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath. 14. But with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord our God, and also with him that is not here with us this day. Moses is proclaiming all that God has done for them, and this covenant. He is proclaiming it not only to the children of Israel, but also to the Lord, and also acknowledging those who have already died of that other generation. 15. For ye know how we dwelt in the land of Egypt, and how we came through the midst of the nations through which ye passed. Now remember, they were babies when they left Egypt. 16. And ye have seen their detestable things and their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were with them. 17. Lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe, whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God, to go to serve the gods of those nations, lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood, meaning that if there's anybody among you who still wants to worship idols. 18. And it come to pass when he heareth the words of this curse, that he bless himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart, that the watered be swept away with the dry.
This is what Christians do today. They say, I don't want to obey the Lord, but I believe I'm blessed anyway, and I'm going to heaven anyway. There's so many Christians who think that just because they know who Jesus is, and they know that he died on the cross, that they're guaranteed heaven no matter how they live. And that is not in the Bible. Remember, Satan knows who Jesus is. Satan knows that Jesus died on the cross. The fact that we acknowledge the true identity of Jesus as our God and as the Son of God, that alone doesn't make us saved. Yeah, the Bible does say confess with your mouth and all that stuff, but the Bible says a whole lot more than just that one verse. It also says that we have to repent, we have to die to ourselves, we have to put all of our faith in Jesus, we have to believe everything that he says. So it isn't only confessing him, because the demons confessed Jesus. When he cast them out, they said, we know who you are, you're the Son of God. If you and I simply say, we know who you are, you're the Son of God, that alone is not salvation. 19. The Lord will not be willing to pardon him, but then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy shall be kindled against that man, and all the curse that is written in this book shall lie upon him, and the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven. And that means that you can lose your salvation, because God can erase your name from the book of life. Now, you can get it back again when you go back to the Lord, but this shows that if a person even somebody who's a Christian says, I can sin all I want and I'm guaranteed salvation, that God will be angry with them and actually write their name out of the book of life. Jesus died to liberate us from sin, not to excuse our sin. Otherwise, his blood isn't precious. If his blood keeps you the way you've always been, a rotten sinner, then there's no power in his blood. And we don't have a powerless God. We have a God that transforms lives. 20. And the Lord shall separate him unto evil out of all the tribes of Israel, according to all the curses of the covenant that is written in this book of the law. You know how some Christians are really down and out. They have legal problems, work problems, they have family problems, they have addictions that they're battling, and they can't figure out why. These two verses tell us why. It's because they won't give up their sins. That's why they're walking in curse. 21. And the generation to come, your children that shall rise up after you, and the foreigner that shall come from a far land, shall say, when they see the plagues of that land and the sicknesses wherewith the Lord hath made it sick. 22. And that the whole land thereof is brimstone and salt and burning, and that it is not sown, nor beareth, nor any grass groweth therein, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and in his wrath. Now, Adma and Zeboim were cities near Sodom and Gomorrah because it was seven circuit cities that God destroyed. It wasn't just Sodom and Gomorrah. It was all the cities along the sea there that got destroyed. He's saying that your land will be destroyed. Now, the description in these verses sounds like nuclear holocaust. 23. Even all the nations shall say, Wherefore hath the Lord done thus unto this land? What meaneth the heat of this great anger? 24. Then men shall say, Because they forsook the covenant of the Lord, the God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them forth out of the land of Egypt. The other nations will know that you're defeated by your own sin. Everybody really knows that down in their heart, that it's our sin that defeats us. It's our sin that condemns us. 25 and went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods that they knew not, and that he had not allotted unto them. Be careful not to serve gods that you've never known. There's only one God that created you. 
26, Therefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against this land to bring upon it all the curse that is written in this book. 27, And the Lord rooted them out of their land in anger and in wrath and in great indignation, and cast them into another land as it is this day. And today there are Israelites all over the world, because they were cast out. 28. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. There's a lot that we don't know that only God knows, because he's omniscient and we aren't. However, he has revealed to us his beautiful law so that we can obey it. Not so that we can ignore it and say, well, I got my guaranteed ticket to heaven because I went to church and I proclaimed that Jesus is Lord. Therefore, God has to let me into heaven. No, 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 no. He gave us his law so that we can obey it. And it's a beautiful law. We must obey it. Now, we can't do it by willpower. We can only do it by faith and by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We need the power of God to enable us to obey his law. But we are commanded to obey his law. We don't just wink at it and say, oh, that doesn't apply to me. No way. And that concludes Deuteronomy chapter 29.